Welcome everyone, it's episode 29, season 2 here of the Main Stand Podcast. Um, we're back doing a, a family episode this week, just me and Pat. Um, Mitch is out this week, he'll be back next week. Pat, mm-hmm. how's it going, buddy? Dude, it's good. It's going really, really well. Uh, I got some fun news to share with the pod here, share with the, share with the everybody. We can we can get right into that. We'll start there. A little, little catch-up, a little round table. So, um... As many of you know, uh, you know, been a city fan a long time, never been able to go to a game. Um, I'm no longer going to just be uh, one of those plastic fans that sits across the pond and claims to love the club. I have booked my ticket uh, to England. I'll be at the Etihad on May 6th for City Leeds. Um, super excited to officially be able to say that I, uh, I'm going to the Etihad Stadium and I'm going to get to see my guys play. Hopefully, hopefully, if we're still in a title race, so the game the game really will matter. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm also going to get to see Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney and Brendan Aronson live. So going to get to see the American guys, going to get to see Holland, and, you know, in person. Hopefully he scores a hat trick while I'm there. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. And I'm uh, jazzed to be able to bring you guys some content i've got a couple of stadium tours planned for while i'm over there the main stand is uh going global and i couldn't be more excited to uh be able to say that here and also have these content ideas uh flowing for for the future for sure for me this is like a a main topic of the podcast i think everyone i mean is going to be so interested in this journey especially when you're going over there um what stadium tours do you think you have in mind right now I'm going to do Craven Cottage for sure. Yep. So I'm staying in London just for context there. my uh, One of my best friends, she got a job over there. She got her master's degree in England and then was like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay. So she got a job over there after she, she finished up an internship. And uh, so I'm staying in London with her and a couple of her, or not a couple of, all of her roommates. Um and I'm going to uh, I'm going to do Craven Cottage. I think I want to see the Emirates yep. while I'm there. And if I can if I can fit three in to eight days, I'd like to see Selhurst Park too. Yeah, it's a great. I like those those smaller London stadiums. Um, fuck Stamford Bridge, you know. Sorry. I did the I did the Tottenham one when I was over there, and yeah, I gotta say I know it's a new stadium and might not have the character of others, but it's a a masterpiece of stadium building. I'm a hater. I'd get angry walking in there. <laughs> I love, they have like the the self filling beer things that they fill from the bottom, and those are like right when those drop. That was just so fascinating. No, nope, sorry, stadiums hurt me too much. I don't want to step foot in there. <laughs> uh but the emirates is cool uh arsenal is is a team that is do a they're doing well right now and b they were one of the teams that i i had my eyes on when i like first started getting into the sport i watched a lot of arsenal and a lot of city um and a lot of barca when i first started really watching soccer so i'd like to pop my head into the emirates you know take a take a good look around the stadium that's not gonna be bringing a premier league home this year but we'll definitely uh you know go go take a look at kevin de bruyne's training ground yeah. while i'm over in england <laughs> that's gonna be such a fun trip for you man i mean going and seeing your team play live and this is your first time seeing city at all not even like in a preseason game too correct yeah i've never seen city before it's gonna be the the first chance for me 
Yeah, so it's gonna be just like a magical experience, and, and going over there and really getting over like with the fans, um, it is just a different experience. I think you're gonna fit right in. I can't uh, wait. And it's, it's a it's a it's a, a thing you have to check off your your list of like becoming a Premier League fan. Getting over there and going to a game is the kind of like the pinnacle of that. Um, mm. And you're gonna do it, and it's gonna be right at the end of the season, meaningful game. Can't um, wait. Yeah, and the content. I think like Pat alluded to, it's going to be electric. Um, I, I think you got to get in as many food and drink reviews as you can over there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude. I might, I might even, I might even take one for the team and eat a real English breakfast so I can like, I can have eaten it and still hate on it. Yeah. That's, that's a must. Uh, definitely one I did. I think you also just, you got to find one of those street meat places outside of the ground. Uh, go oh, to that yes. before the game. Uh, are you sitting in the main, the main road stand? Uh, I pretty sure my tickets are in the, I'm in long, I'm in the long side, not the short side. I'm in the, the long side and I'm the, I'm in lower, I'm in the lower long side. And I think, I think it's the Colin Bell stand. If I'm not mistaken, I could be way off here. Let me pull up. Let me real time pull up an Etsy hat map here. It would be great for content to get a photo of you or a sticker on anything that says the main uh, the main road stand. I'm in the I'm in the Colin Bell stand. Yeah, I'm in the con. I'm in. I'm gonna be in the Colin Bell stand. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's gonna be a fun uh, trip for you. Fun. Uh, it's gonna be a fun little bit of content for the boys too. I think the vlogs are are pretty interesting when we have time to do them. So. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to to be able to do all that for for the boys, and you know, more importantly, I'm excited to to do it for me. Yeah, I can't exactly. wait. It's uh, you know, I'm leaving. I'm leaving in May. I'm doing doing eight days in England. Um, outside of football, though, I do plan on going to Stonehenge because I just want to see that. I did that as well. That was a, that was fun. Yeah, I'm just gonna hop on a train and go take a look at Stonehenge. You know. Just, it's not. It's not bad from from London. Uh, probably an hour train ride or so. That's uh, more than an hour. I've I've looked at all this stuff. Is it like two? Yeah. Yeah. No. Give or take. Uh, let Let's dive right into the the EPL. How about we, Pat? Um. Mm, yeah. Let's do it. Um, I, think, I think the one thing. I mean, we got to talk about Liverpool United first. Dude, you guys gave me a great day. That I was <laughs> the, I was thrilled watching that game. I just like didn't. I didn't expect anything from it. I, I like. I thought you were gonna lose, man. I thought Man United were just in good form. Like they're playing well. I was like, yeah, Liverpool are looking shaky. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not really convinced by these guys right now. Even if they're at home, I, you know, I didn't know if Anfield just had enough juice. He just got beat two five by Madrid. I was like, I'm just. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't know if they got it. And then you go out and you put seven by my least favorite team in the league. It was seven. Seven. oh my god, it was awesome, dude. I was enjoying myself, and I'm not even a Liverpool fan. It was just fun to watch. I didn't know if we were gonna win either, man. I mean, they were coming off the back of a, a cup win, which you think anytime a team wins a cup, that's gonna like spur you on. You know, they're in every competition still. They're, I mean, I, I don't know what where the motivation dropped off for them, and especially just the form Rashford's on uh, going up against Trent some reason they decided to play Bruno down the left and Rashford in the middle, which I think was a total misstep by Ten Hag in this game where I feel like his players let him down. I thought that was just complete stupidity. 
with the defensive form Trent's had this season and the struggles he's had with Rashford in the past, especially. Um, but yeah, it was just complete annihilation by Liverpool. I mean, the first half was close, I think. Uh, the goal did come against the run of play for Liverpool. United had their chances, but they came out in the second half and just looked asleep. Flat. But yeah, they looked like, you know, you get a lot of people that are like, they come out like the saying is like come out flat footed or they come out like a step behind, like man United came out several yeah. steps behind hundred meters behind Liverpool. So they blew them out of the water in the second half. Um, United didn't, didn't ever look threatening in the second half. They looked like a, they, they were, they were in, in six and sevens at the back. Their midfield was just getting split through every single counter um, every time Salah got the ball, I was afraid for Lissandra Martinez. Uh, <laughs> d- d- they just and, – and, you know, you can have bad games. I still think Lissandro has been one of the best players in the – or best defenders in the league this year. Um, that was shambolic from, from United's defense. I think Luke Shaw put on arguably the worst performance from a player I've seen all season. Luke Shaw was fucking terrible, man. And uh, hats off to Liverpool, too. I mean, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Um, Darwin Nunez played a really good game. I'm a a bona fide hater of the Uruguayan Andy Carroll, but he was great on the night against Man United. Um, Salah showed up pretty well, too. Salah looks like he's finally finding his feet a little bit. Uh, Brilliant, brilliant finish from Gakpo for the first goal, too. that, that was when they scored that goal. I was like, holy shit, that was great. That was yeah. a great. The goal. second goal was a nice finish, too. The little dink over De Gea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gak- uh, Gakpo looks like he's finding his feet for you guys. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm interested to see if he can carry the the form through the remainder of this season and, and keep scoring, you know, maybe a goal every other game or something like that. Just keep up, keep in the goals for the remainder of the season. I think that'll help him a lot. Um, uh, you, you have it in the notes, too, so I'll let you talk about yeah, it, but I do sure. just want to tip my cap to uh i'm not actually taking my hat off i have a really bad hat here i look like an idiot if i do that um but robertson was my man of the match yeah he was great i mean he set up the first goal i just think his patience to wait for gakpo to see that run behind uh that was great and then i think he just you know he had anthony in his pocket all night it was a shambolic performance from the brazilian um and robertson had a great game it's i thought he was great yeah play better when their their wingbacks play good yeah, I, I, and your forwards are going to steal the show in, in yeah. a game like that, of course. You, you scored seven goals. Um, but I, I was so, so, so impressed with Robertson, especially in the first half. Um, you hate to play against a player like that, and you love to have a player like that in your team. You know, launching himself into tackles, unbelievably tenacious in the press. Um, really, really, really good um, for the entire 90. I was, I was super impressed with Andrew Robertson all night. And, uh, that's another player that I'm a bona fide hater of, but you yeah. know, game respect game. He was, a, he was really good for sure. And I, I do want to kind of go back and just touch on some, some key points of that game real quick. Um, the, you know, the second goal goes in, you're feeling pretty good. Two nil lead in soccer, especially with this Liverpool team doesn't mean much. Um, but when we scored the third, the way Sala dropped Lissandro Martinez on the ground, and he has had a good season. I'll give him credit. I, I gave him a little banter at the beginning of the year. Oh, we all did. Uh, yeah, and deservedly so. I mean, we can be skeptical. He's had, he's had a good season, but to get done up by like that by your biggest rival um, and to get bullied 
by Muhammad Salah like that, not just played off the ball. He got after he hit Salah in the face in the first half, he got bullied by Mo. Um, mm. That that third goal was embarrassing, and after that, I thought the game was done. And then United just seemed to to capitulate and get even worse. I mean, the goals there was just more mistakes in the in the build up to each of them. Yeah, um, some they, of them were so preventable. They fell apart, man. They fell apart. They looked horrible. Yeah. Um, and Salah Salah gets the you know his big goal too. He uh, yeah. goes over Robbie Fowler for Liverpool's highest score in the Premier League. That mm-hmm. stat's a bit skewed because Ian Rush, I think, had like over 300 in when it was still the first division. But uh, yeah, what a moment for Mo Salah. Um, I think he's had a very good kind of back half to this year. Everyone's saying it's kind of his washed season. I have a hard time seeing that. His stats are just as good, if not better, than Rashford's at the moment, who's the most informed player in the world, apparently. Um mm. And Darwin, again, you mentioned it, Pat, but I think he's really – I think he's going to score loads of goals in this Liverpool team. Two beautiful headers on the night. I would agree. I think I think he was really good. Um, the one one other player I do want to to talk about in a, in a negative light is uh, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, little rat. Yeah, he is a rat. Uh, to have your captain behaving the way that he behaved for 90 minutes um, – there are loads of other guys in that side, I think, are more deserving of a captain's armband than Bruno Fernandez. And I think that overall, he's a great player, but I think his behavior is just it's it's like borderline like disgraceful. Like you laugh at some of the shit that Bruno does, you know, asking to be subbed off grabbing his face when he gets like pushed in the chest yeah. like the some of the shit that he does is just like it's like it's what gave Saul that reputation those past couple years for like all the dives and stuff like that like Bruno does the same shit and he's just I can't stand him he's got the most punchable face in the Premier League yeah he's pretty bad did you catch that one at the end Trent like gives him a slide tackle in the corner and Bruno gets the ball and he like she shoved the ref <laughs> Yeah, I did see that too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's he's nuts. Man United, uh, I hate Man United fans. Like, uh, I hate the pundits. First of all, like giving this more um, credit for Man United being bad than Liverpool being good. I think Liverpool just were absolutely boss on the night. But at the same time, I don't understand Man United fans like not taking the L for this. And saying, like, oh, uh, I've heard people say it's better to get beat 3-0 than 7-0. We're taking this like a trophy celebration. We just beat you 7-0. I mean, it was your biggest defeat in 90, I think, 92 years. Mm. Uh, Man United fans need to sit down, be humble, take the L, because uh, you're not winning the title this year. You're The only trophy you're winning is the Carabao Cup. Um, and, and just take it. That's my message to United fans. So. Mm. Last thing on this point, or last thing on this game, and then we'll kind of move on to finishing out the the remainder of the prem, and then talk about some other stuff here. Um, top four, top four on. Yeah, yeah. Been three points at to Tottenham, game in hand. I think I think you guys can do it. I've been. Uh, to be fair, I think there was maybe one episode where I was kind of doubting it. Um, I've been pretty positive on us getting back to top four. I never thought the you know point difference was that insurmountable. Now we're three points off it with the game in hand. Tottenham just, you know, got knocked out of the Champions League tonight. They didn't look good. 
Newcastle are, you know, have been shaky in the past couple weeks. We're bringing Tiago and Diaz back in a couple weeks too. I mean, you have to think we're going to give it a run in. Mm, yeah, no, completely agree. You froze there for a second on my screen, oh. so I'm assuming assuming you're good. That just, you know, technical difficulties <laughs> yeah. here. We were we were chilling here. That's why I might have looked so shocked for a little bit there. Um yeah, no. All in all, I had a great time watching that game. I think Liverpool yeah. can definitely sneak into the top four. And um, let's Wasn't move the only on. Good to... Premier League result, though. I mean, you played Newcastle early in the morning on Saturday and came out with a two nil. The comprehensive two nil. Um, we looked great. We looked good. It's a tough place to go and or a tough team to play. Not place to go it was at the Etihad, but yeah, tough team to play. Solid two nil result. Grafted it out. Um. Can't complain. Honestly, great finish by Bernardo. Phil Foden looked like, you know, the player that I know that Phil Foden is, um, the player that is better than Saka, despite what Arsenal fans <laughs> want to say. Foden is a better player than Saka. Um, just please pipe down with that. Foden has more GA in Champions League knockout games than Saka has Champions League appearances. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. No, just we're, uh, we're not entertaining that here. Foden is better than Saka. One good season doesn't change that. Foden is finding his feet, and he looked great. Um, yeah. I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's in good form. I hope he can carry it out the rest of the season. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of the of this title race here, uh, Arsenal just wouldn't just wouldn't lose. They just wouldn't drop points for me. They just I just couldn't have a good weekend. Uh, but but what a goal! What a goal by Reese Nelson! What a comeback from Arsenal too! Um, to come back from three or two nil down to win it three two at the death. Uh, they're playing like champions, man. That's uh, that that's a game that you look back at and you're like, that won them the title. It's it's similar to like the company strike versus Leicester in eighteen nineteen. It's it's similar to well, the title you guys won. I can't really compare it to any like anything you guys out. did wasn't close you won it by a bunch um you know it's they look they looked really good and i i i i just think that they they're gonna edge it the the only hope that i have as a city fan right now is arsenal still have to go to anfield they now, have I to just, go to a few different places right anfield is they have to go to the etihad too but yeah. i think we beat them again when they when they come to the etihad but they still have to go to anfield and that's where my hope is. I'm hoping you guys can just turn up for me. Well, I mean, just... we, we, I think we should have beat him at the Emirates. So uh, I have confidence in that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and then, but, but, you know, credit words do. Yeah. Credit words do. Sure. Very, very good mental performance from Arsenal. Uh, man of the match performance from Zinchenko. Uh, oh my God, what a player. I miss him so much. <laughs> um, yeah. There's just unbelievable all around it. They, they, they played like champions. They, they played like a team that, believes they can win the title now that was a performance yeah. from a team that knows that they have it all in their hands and they know that they can do it and sure i you know i don't like that they won as a city fan as, as a rival fan of them but i have to tip my cap to the performance and they were very very good um yeah to come back from two nil down and yeah, you know, just credit to the performance, credit to the the team as a whole. Arteta's tactics a little—they uh, conceded <laughs> two against one of the worst teams in the league at home. Uh, but you know, all's well that ends well. Yep. Um, 
the bottom of the table too there were some interest at Everton and Leeds both dropping points Everton's was a little bit bigger where their game was against Forest um and I believe they yep. had a lead in that one so not good results for those twice. two they had one lead. yeah, yeah. They had, Everton had a one nil lead got pegged back to one one went up two one and then they got pegged back to two two um I gotta pull my phone up to remember this kid's name I watched the game and I forgot his name but he scored both of the the Nottingham Forest goals Brennan Johnson yeah, I thought he was really yeah. good on the night. Yeah, he, um, he, he had a really good game. Yeah, he's solid. But, uh, again, Everton and Leeds are two teams we've kind of talked about almost every week in this podcast and in, in the terms of relegation tracking. Mm. Um, so we'll continue to follow them, but they're definitely hanging around that relegation zone along with some other big teams. So Yeah, they're right there. They're yeah. They're right on the cusp. Yeah, and Southampton got a big win against Leicester at the weekend, too, so they might be making a charge up. West Ham might be coming down, too. There's, the relegation to race this year is extremely tight. I needed to stay. I don't remember who my third team I had going down was in our season preview, but I need the bottom two to stay because I had Southampton and Bournemouth getting relegated. I think I had Bournemouth, Fulham, and, and somebody else. I don't remember who. Maybe Leeds. I think I might have gone bold for one of my picks. I might have had, like, Wolves or someone getting relegated. Yeah, that, you might have. I don't know. I don't remember. We'll go, you know, we'll check the tapes and we'll go back to it. No, I had Brentford, and they're in fucking nine. Yeah, Brentford's cruising. That's right. I had Brentford getting relegated. I'm chalked there. Cruising. Let's switch gears here, talk about European football real quick. I, w- I don't think me and Pat watched these games too extensively. I had them on uh, a couple in the background here. Just going over some of these results and kind of what they mean for Champions League. First one, Chelsea coming back, um, erasing that 1-0 deficit to Dortmund and coming back and winning 2-1 uh, on aggregate at Stamford Bridge last night. Yeah, I watched this one. Um, I, You know, I was hoping to watch it so I could banter our friend Sebastian um, because Chelsea got knocked out of the Champions League and instead uh, Chelsea produced their best performance under Graham Potter that I've seen them do. Um Reese James, phenomenal on the night. Uh, Koulibaly looked solid. Midfield looked good. Havertz looked great. Um, Raheem Sterling was threatening all night uh, down the wing for Chelsea. Uh, uh, Chilwell looked good, too. I, I just thought overall, uh, you know, you could say Dortmund were a little unlucky with the penalty retake. Um, and... You know, I think Bellingham's comments about you're always going to have players within one or two yards of encroachment is right. A little salty, but right. Uh, now, overall, I, I do think Dortmund were a little unlucky, but I think Chelsea were way better on the night yeah. uh, in the second leg. And, and in my opinion, did deserve to go through. Um, I'm going to be pissed when this Chelsea team does a uh, – a 2012 and finishes <laughs> in like fucking the Champions League. I'm gonna be so fucking mad when it happens. I um, I saw a tweet from Anthony DeBundo over at the Action Network, and he uh had said something like, you know, they need to change the encroachment rules if players are gonna take 10 seconds in their penalty run up. Uh, and I kind of agree. They're gonna do a tricky run up. It, it is kind of tough not to encroach when you're trying to get momentum and cross the line. Um. I do think Chelsea would have probably won too, but it, it does suck to not see that game maybe go to extra time or see a little bit more of it. 
Mm. Um, the other game last night, Benfica, Club Bruges. Benfica just cruised in this one. I think they won 5-1 last night, 7-1 on aggregate. Yeah. And now yeah, Scott, Scott Parker uh, sacked again two times in one year. That is br- that's so brutal, man. Um, player I want to talk about on on this Benfica team is that Goncalo Ramos. I think I'm saying his first name wrong. Um, but he's uh, he I th- I could see him moving for for big money uh, this summer. You know, two goals in this game. Uh, just really really good player. Um, a lot of teams in Europe, a lot of top teams in Europe need strikers. They need they need a prolific forward, and Benfica continue to pump out talent. And this is just another guy that I could probably see moving for big money this summer or maybe next. But yeah. I um I was talking to to a friend about it, talking to Roman about it. Uh, I could see him at United this this summer. And I'll honestly, they need a an out and out forward and. He does. He, you know, he takes a lot of the boxes for for guys they're looking for. So I can, I could see him there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a hot market too. And I think Benfica have the model right. Um, Dortmund it tends to wait things out and build a uh, a price. I think these Benfica players they're so hot that Benfica just sells them for as much as they can get, basically, without anyone seeing too much of them. It's almost like the Darwin mm-hmm. Nunez effect of like. We got him, and it's every, everyone was like, oh, he's so shit. Like, how did people not see? I think Benfica's just selling these guys early because they're like, is this guy really a $100 million player? We'll give him to you. And they have $300 million from signing three players and can sign 30. Yeah, exactly. They're just rapid-firing the young talent. They're not necessarily caring what sticks and what doesn't. It's the fact that these big teams will pay for them. Exactly. Um, and some of them will turn out to not be $100 million players, and they'll make out like bandits. That is true. Um, um, yeah, today, today Bayern today, PSG. Yeah, I totally forgot the Champions League was on today, so I, <laughs> I did not watch a single one of these games. I'm going to be totally honest. I uh, just forgot, just straight up forgot that there was anything on, on today. I did have Bayern PSG on, um, and this one was a bit dull just because PSG just didn't turn up for it. It felt like PSG had their chances. Messi had one right near the goal. Ramos had a, a header, clear header, and uh, Vitinha had a... Um, a shot on goal that uh, DeLitt kept out right on the line. But PSG, their midfield just didn't get out of first gear. Bayern just kind of ran the show. They could have had a couple more, had a couple goals disallowed. So I think Bayern won this one decisively. I think this is the end of the Mbappe era in PSG. Um, and I think Bayern go on as one of the favorites in this competition. I think they're winning it. Yeah. They're going to be close. They're, they're going to be right there, I think. Uh, and then the other game, uh, the only thing we have to say is uh, it's been 15 years since Tottenham have won a trophy and long may it continue. They lost 1-0 to Milan. They're out. It's over. It's done and dusted. 1-0 on an aggregate, right? It was the site, site was a nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's done with Harry Kane is going to be a player who scored a trillion goals for Tottenham and needs a caption under his name on Sky Sports for everybody to know who the fuck he is because he never won anything in his career. <laughs> exactly. We're going to move further down in the notes now. Um, Maybe come back and look at some things to look at next week. But uh, we're first going to talk about some out-of-bounds things, just real quickers, uh, before we wrap up the episode. First one, we're we're actually going back to Liverpool Man United because this was a funny topic. Wout Weghorst touching the sign. This is Anfield sign before the game. Did you get a look at that, Pat? That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. 
And the, the public like, apology he issued after too was uh, saying he was trying to reach Van Dyke's hand and take his hand away from touching it as like a prank because they're obviously countrymen together. It was like the worst excuse ever. <laughs> I think he just wasn't. I don't think it was something like him being like, oh, "I'm gonna touch the Anfield sign." I just don't think he was really thinking about it. I think he saw all the Liverpool fans do it, and he was walking out, and he was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, the lack of self-awareness is tough." Yeah. I just don't think he was – he was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't touch the Anfield sign playing for Man United. And then they got – you know, they got piped, so it was even funnier. Yeah. Um, then it becomes an issue. Um, my other topic, this is one that's been trending. Uh, the past couple of days I've saw – This few, is funny. Yeah, I've saw a few new, new stories about this girl. I don't know if you saw anything about it, Pat. Um, her name I, is – I just know. I've only – seen the the stuff with alvarez yeah yeah her name is sarah i don't know how to pronounce her last name duke i'm assuming uh she's a language translator and she's making some news as she i mean she's basically kind of like hot in the streets if we're going to cut this down to to layman's terms um Mm. the the premier league guys seem to be after a little bit she's doing language translation and it's making a, a lot of the wags mad it seems like I know she works yeah, with the, Arthur and Julian Alvarez of your team, Pat. I I mean I think it's funny. It um, is. It's genuinely hilarious that yeah the, that his English teacher is this girl. Uh, you know, like Josh said, for for lack of better terms, she's a, a very good looking girl, and uh, it's is the uh, the language the English teacher for some young Premier League stars and there have been like videos of her working with Alvarez and uh you know Twitter has its jokes obviously and uh they they, they make me laugh and then um De Bruyne saying that Alvarez's English really isn't that bad and <laughs> that's uh, the best part that's the best part really well after his move to England is uh it's kind of like icing on the cake for me I think that shit's funny it's uh Oh, that just gets a good laugh out of me. Yeah, and shout out to this girl too. She she's probably like I think she's a phenomenal language translator. Actually, she has speaks like seven different languages. I think, um, and she's like one of the more famous ones that works with athletes. So she's amazing at her job too, probably. And she's probably just caught up in the this rumor mill of what it are English wags. Uh, but it is mm-hmm. a funny story nonetheless. One to laugh at. Um. This weekend, not too much going on. No big games in England, really. We play Bournemouth. I think you got Palace, Pat. I don't know if that's at home. Uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm pretty yes. sure you have Palace. Yes. I just don't know if it's home or away. We're, we're at Palace. We're at Selhurst. Okay. That's a, a tough place to go. Is that your bogey team away from home? Oh, yeah. We love to lose to Palace. <laughs> so, we love to lose to Palace. Maybe a tough weekend for Pat. Um, Fulham have Arsenal, though. I, that, that's one I kind of have circled on my calendar. I don't know how many Premier League games I'm going to get to watch this weekend. I'm going to Boston to watch the Bruins. I'm um, hmm. going to Boston tomorrow. Oh, nice. Look at us. Travelers. Hmm. Um, and then the Champions League, the, the second round of matches obviously wraps up next week. Liverpool, Madrid, City, um, Leipzig. Interporto and not sure what the fourth one is to be honest. I I got all the English teams. Hold on. Fuck. Juventus. No, I'm just, I'm no, just gonna Juventus. do the thing we're supposed to 
we not a logistics company, folks. Bayern, Dortmund, Leverkusen, Napoli, Frankfurt. Oh yeah, Napoli's gonna do them in. Yep. Uh, well, more UCL coverage, I think, next week. Just a quick 30-minute up here with, with me and Pat. Um, mm. You have anything else, Pat? No, nah, I've, I've got nothing, man. We're, uh, we're just cruising, cruising along. We're getting towards the end of the season here. So, um, Zoo is back open. If you're in the Portland area, hit up them. Get get a couple beers. I think we'll be, we'll be there as it, as it warms up, I think. We'll make a, a few group appearances probably. Um, oh yeah for sure for sure we'll be there and we'll be at um dock four i was not the what dock four yeah 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 yeah. to uh hang out with our friends the main gunners the main gooners uh i missed them on the pod app last week but my turn to shout them out thanks for coming on last week guys thanks for for being gracious guests for josh and mitch yes sir uh i think that's the episode episode 29 like share subscribe to the thing you know what to do yeah main stand signing off Deuces. Peace.